prayers for your day. This is Danita, and today is Thursday, May the 27th, 2021. As always, I give thanks to God for you, for what he is doing in your life and in the lives of your loved ones, the people, places, and things that he has divinely and intentionally connected you to and with. Our God is a great God. He's a big God. He's a mighty God. He is a God that can do everything and anything but fail. Remember, what is impossible with man is possible with God. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what they told you. I don't care what it feels like. I don't care. Nothing. Absolutely nothing is impossible with God. He is the same God that raised the dead. He is the same God that healed the sick. He is the same God that when when the enemies were approaching the children of Israel, he caused the Red Sea to open up. He's the same God that caused men to win battles when there were more of of other people than it was of them, but God was with them, so they had the victory. We serve that same God, that same God that was doing signs, wonders, and miracles from Genesis to Revelation. We serve the same God that would speak to man while he slept, that would speak to man while they were on their way doing something, Paul, and arrested him in his tracks. We serve that same God that rises up kings and sits kings down. We serve the same God that allowed Daniel to be in the lion's den, but yet the lion didn't eat Daniel. But the people that threw Daniel in the lion's den, oh, yeah, they ate them. We serve the same God that when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were walking around in the fiery furnace, The king said, but but wait a minute. I knew I saw you throw in three, but I see four. We serve the same God that will get in that fire with you, that will get in that mess with you, that will get in that hard, difficult, trying, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to make it with tears running down my face situation with you. We serve that same God. God, I need somebody to know that on this morning. I'm encouraging myself. We serve the same God. When Hannah cried out for a child because she was barren, God not only blessed her with one, he blessed her with several. We serve that same God. We serve that same God. And so we bless his mighty name this morning. We serve the same God that that was crucified to that cross, but three days later, he rose again. We serve that same God who turned Saul into Paul. We serve that same God, hallelujah, the same God who overcame and conquered death, (laughs) the same God, hallelujah, that was still to know the same God who knew who would betray him, but yet he still ate with him. We serve that same 
God that spoke peace be still and the winds and seas had to obey. <laughs> they had to obey. Hallelujah. We serve that same God. And sometimes, you know, just remind yourself how big of a God you serve. How mighty of a God you serve. We serve a mighty God. And so on this morning, we are going to pray. I don't have a scripture this morning, but I do believe the Lord gave me a revelation. We have seen, and, and I know it's running rapid. We know that the enemy is running rapid in the earth. We know that. You cut on the news, it seems like every other day we cut on the news and there's a mass shooting. Every other day, you know, at least here in the city of Indianapolis, I'm going to say now it's gotten worse. Yesterday there were two females that were shot. I know that one was killed. I don't know about the other one. We've had young people who have been sitting in their homes. Listen to me clearly. Young people who have been sitting in their homes and stray bullets have come through their homes and taken them out of here. The enemy is not playing. He's not here to play games. And so it is time for true worshipers, true believers to pray. The enemy is not playing. Demonic forces and demonic influences and angels of darkness are not playing. And they haven't been for a long time. But the enemy counts on worshipers and intercessors and prayer warriors and those who have been called by God to get off their post. We are watchmen. We are watchmen and watchwomen standing on the wall, praying and interceding not only for ourselves, but for everybody connected to us. And guess what? Everybody is connected to us. Remember, the people, the places, are the things. So when we pray, we pray for the places that God has laid upon our hearts. So maybe you don't live in Indianapolis, but you know that I do. And because you're connected to me, that means that this place that I live in, this city, this state, is connected to you. I know you. I know I know some of you. I know that 82% of the listeners, and I thank God for those. I thank God for each and every listener that is listening from outside of the United States because only 82% of the listeners are in the United States. So I thank God for the other 18% that has found this that found this ministry and are listening outside of the U.S. Because we are all connected. We are kingdom children. We are king's kids. We belong to the Father. So because we share the same blood, it doesn't matter where we are. We are connected in the spirit. And so what impact? 
impacts you impacts me. That's just the way it goes. When we are when we are brothers and sisters in Christ, you can't go through and I not at some point feel it, even though you might try to hide it from me. Because, right, sometimes we try to hide what we go through from people who are even close to us. I've been guilty of it. I've been guilty of it. But eventually, the people who are really close to you, they know something is going on when they hear your voice. They know something is going on when you when you stay away for a while. And intercessors, king's kids, those who just love the Lord, if, we, if you don't want to call yourself anything, I don't call myself anything. I say all the time, I'm not a pastor, I'm not a preacher, but I love God. And that's enough. That's enough. Forget the titles. I love the Lord. And I want to live a life that's pleasing unto him. In the city of Indianapolis, we've seen a lot of murders. We've seen a lot of children get caught in crossfire. Uh, I read the other day um, that it was a a five-year-old in the back of his mother's car. And I can't remember the city or state, but there was road rage on the interstate. And as bullets got to flying, the little boy was hit in the stomach, and the mother had to hold her son as he transitioned. That should not be. That should not be. We are in spiritual warfare. And I know a lot of people don't believe it. And it's kind of spooky or it's weird or whatever. Okay, I know I can't talk to, you know, everybody about everything. I'm okay with that. But I know that we are in spiritual warfare. And we have to pray and we have to press in. And we can never, just like a watchman, just like a guard. It makes me think of the tomb of the uh, of the unknown soldiers. Uh, we took our kids to see that tomb uh, several, several years ago. They were little in D.C. And they guard that tomb. They don't leave that tomb. They guard the tomb of the unknown soldiers. They stand there. They don't move. They don't. They, they are steadfast. They are move, unmovable. And when one gets tired, another one comes to relieve. And that's where we have to be in this season. We are at war, whether we want to be or not. And you can't slack up. You can't slack off. Because the enemy does it. While we chilling, while we resting, while we enjoying our life, and there's nothing wrong with enjoying your life. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. But you can watch and pray. The Bible says to watch and pray. Enjoy and pray. We have to pray, men and women of God. You don't have to go into a long prayer, but if you just say, Father God, in the name of Jesus, cover every school building. Cover every place of of business. Cover, you know, my family. Cover those in the Midwest. Cover those, oh God, in South America and in, you know, Latin America, oh God. Cover those in in, in, in Antarctica. Cover those in Africa. 
warring angels to be in camps, their cars to be in camps around the school bus, to be in camps around their apartment, to be in camps around their trailer, to be in camps their homes. Send your ministering angels, oh God, to watch over them when they go to school, Heavenly Father. Oh God, help us on today. Oh, this is serious, y'all. It's serious. We got to pray that our cities, that our states, that our countries would be saved, that the men and women that have been called by God would rise up and stand on their doorposts and pray and intercede. When they're in the shower, pray and intercede while you're brushing your teeth, pray and intercede while you're driving, pray and intercede. The blood, the blood, sometimes you just have to cry out the blood, the blood, the blood of Jesus over our young people, the blood of Jesus over our babies, the blood of Jesus over our young women and our young men, the blood of Jesus over minds, God. Hallelujah, that minds would be transformed and renewed, oh God, by your spirit, the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah, I know many are calling for more police officers, many are calling for order, many are calling for <clears throat> more um, more sentencing so the people that go to jail would stay in jail. I, I get all that. I get all that. But we have to know that it's, this is not going to be by power, not by might, not by power, but by his spirit. This is a spiritual matter. It's a spiritual matter. But the revelation that God gave me, and I'm praying now, and I'm praying and I'm talking, and just flow with me. The revelation that God gave me that it's going to take faith and it's going to take family. God speaks to me often in trucks. And often sometimes I'll be talking to somebody and I and I will tell you a truck will ride past and it'll be a timely word for them with the scripture. Because one of the things we have to recognize in this season that God is always speaking. He's always speaking, are you listening? Are you listening and are you obedient? Because delayed obedience is still rebellion. And rebellion is like what? It's like witchcraft. That's the word of God. It's not Danita. That's the word of God. It is not Danita. Delayed obedience is still rebellion. Delayed obedience is still rebellion, and rebellion is like witchcraft. Faith and family was the truck that I saw this morning. We have to, we have, to have faith to know that he is who he says he is that he is the creator he created in heaven and earth, that he is the same God from Genesis to Revelation, and that nothing is too hard for God. We have to have faith to know that and to believe that and to walk in it. 
And then, notice, faith is the first covenant. In the beginning, God created. We have to know that in the beginning that there was a God and that there is a God. He's always been here. He's still here. And he will be here forevermore when we're long gone. So in the beginning, God, meaning God was here in the beginning. And then in the beginning, what did he do? He created. That's the faith. We have to know that. The second part of the revelation, faith and family. Family. Family has to rise up. If you are a mother or a father, you have to rise up on behalf of your children. One of the things my mother made clear to me very early on, your children did not ask to be here. You have a responsibility. You have a responsibility. I'm going to say it again. You have a responsibility to lead your children into the things of God. The Bible says that a wise man leaves an inheritance to his children. If you can leave money, great, but must, but, but if you can't, that's okay too. Leave God. An inheritance. What do your children hear you saying? What do your children see you doing? How do your children see you living? Do you put your children first or do you put everything else first? First of all, God is first. But other than that, who comes? If you're married, your spouse is next. Now, when your kids are little, there should be a balance to that. But your children and what you are responsible for is to your house. Even if you don't live in the same physical house, you are responsible for who, for the people in your house, your children. I never, I never understand men and women who go out here and do everything else for everybody else's kids and are not there for the ones that are of their own flesh and blood. I don't understand that. I don't, and nobody will be able to make me understand it. Your children, faith and family, because if you look at a lot of the killings, I'm not going to say not all, because we can go back to Cain and Abel, right? Both of them, they they had a, a mother and father, right? But yet one was still jealous of the other. But a lot of what we see, you can trace it all the way back in the home. You can, we can trace it all the way back in the home. Mom and or dad was living their life and didn't invest in their children. People, everybody invests in something. I'm not talking about investing in terms of money, but everybody invests in something. What I'm saying today, the words are faith and family. Go back and invest in your children. It's not too late. It's not too late. It is not too late to sit your children down and talk about God. To sit your children down and talk about what is pleasing to God. And I'm going to tell you else that I've noticed about 
some parents. And if this is you, I'm going to tell you that if you've asked for forgiveness and you've repented in Christ, there is no condemnation. This is how I can always tell when a parent is still in condemnation because they will not correct their children. Somehow what I've seen is that parents who have messed up along the way in some type of way, and that looks different for different people, maybe they weren't there for their children like they should have been. Maybe they made some bad choices along the way. What I have seen is that they have a hard time then correcting their children because there's this fear uh, or there's this thought of, well, I wasn't a good parent. Well, I did this or, well, I did that. If God has changed your name, if God has changed your name, then you can tell your children, yeah, I messed up, yeah, but guess what? This is what I know now. And when I know, when you know better, you do better. You still have a responsibility to invest in your children. Don't let your children run wild because you still dealing with where you messed up as a parent. You repent, you turn, and you get back into you get back into it. The Bible says that a wise man falls seven times, but he gets back up. I don't care how many times I mess up as a parent. If I see my daughters doing something, I'm going to correct them. I'm going to tell them what the word of God says. And then I'm going to hold them to it. Now, I'm not going to beat them over the head with the Bible because it's true enough. Once our kids get grown, we can only tell them. But see, but if I love you, I'm going to tell you where you're wrong. Not in a nasty way, not in a haughty way, not in a holier-than-thou way. And I'm going to tell you this. Also, parents, if people try to throw that on you where you're holier-than-thou or da-da-da-da, you don't make a mistake, correct them quickly. No, I make mistakes. I just try to be better, a little bit better than I was yesterday. I just try not to keep making the same mistake. See, that's the difference between a Christian and a belief in someone who says, oh, I'm just a believer, but I ain't doing all of that. A Christian understands I make a many mistakes, but I'm trying every day to be better. And I'm going to make some mistakes today. I'm going to think some, some things today that I shouldn't think. I might even say some things today that I shouldn't say if I could just be real. I'm just telling you the truth. Might get a little frustrated today. But guess what? I'm going at the end of the day. I'm going to reflect on my day. I'm going to re, I'm going to put a check on myself. I'm going to say, God, forgive me, and I'm not going to try to repeat those things tomorrow. I'm not going to try to let the same thing that frustrated me today frustrate me tomorrow. That's how we grow in Christ. And I'm going to get in my word. I'm going to listen to my word. Why? Because faith comes by hearing. Remember, faith and family. Faith comes by hearing and hearing what the word of God. Where does our faith come from? In the beginning, God created. We have to know that God was here in the beginning. He's still here. He will be here. He is our creator and our maker. He created all things, heaven and earth. We have to believe that the earth is his and the fullness thereof. We have to believe that greater is he that is in me, that is in the world. We have to believe. 
that it will not be by power. It will not be by might. I don't care if they put the armed forces out here for everybody that's doing something, but it will be by his spirit. We need hearts to be changed in the earth, in the universe. Hearts have to be changed. And then family. Men and women need to take their rightful place. I pray for marriages all the time. All the time. Because that's what the enemy does. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he does it so subtly. So when he can, if he can break down the family structure, right? He's already ahead. Family is the second covenant, not the church. It was God, and then it was family. Go back and read the word. It was God, and then there was marriage, then the kids. There was family, faith and family. That is what's going to get us out of this. And it's not going to get us completely out of this. How do I know of that? Because the word of God has to be fulfilled. Jesus is coming back. And it's going to get worse before it gets better. But in the meantime, in the meantime, know that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Intercessors rise up. Men of God, men of God, rise up and take your rightful place in your homes and stay on the wall, men and women of God. Stay on the prayer wall. You don't have to pray for hours. You might, and there might be seasons of that, but pray. Father God, right now, I plead the blood of Jesus over every listener, oh God. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you would send them divine protection in this hour, not only for them, O oh God, but for their entire household, for their children, O oh God, for their children's children, and some, O oh God, who even might be great-great-grandparents. God, I pray a hedge of protection around them and those connected to them. I pray for traveling mercies everywhere that they shall Go on, on today, oh God, and throughout this year. God, I pray that you would keep the enemy at bay. For God, your word said that when the enemy comes in like a flood, that you would hold up a, a standard against him. God, violence is coming in like a flood in many homes. People are grieving, oh God, the death of children, the death of parents, the death of loved ones, of close friends. But, oh, God, hallelujah, I know, oh, God, you are Jehovah Gabor. You are the God of war. And, God, your word says that let God arise and his enemies be scattered. God, let the enemy of violence be scattered. Let the enemies of anger be scattered. Let the enemies of murder be scattered in the name of Jesus. So, God, let your blood rest, rule, and abide on each and every listener on today. We pray Psalms 91 over everyone under the sound of my voice. 
and I declare and decree over every listener that no disaster shall come near your tent. For the warring angels, hallelujah, the warring angels are encamped around you, your family, your loved ones, and those connected to you. In Jesus' name, amen.